Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm your genuflexor, Roger. My brothers and sisters in Christ join me every week as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. That's what I call Christian genuflexing. Thank you guys. Today we got a geekdom centric episode. The entire episode is dedicated to geekdom and it's going to be on everybody one of my favorite characters of all time. The my favorite character in comic book history, Batman. And today we're going to work this out from the geek perspective and it's going to be on the 1993's Batman Mask of the Phantasm, the uh, animated movie. I remember seeing this in theaters. Love the animated series that came out in the early 90s. This one was actually in theaters and it was released on Christmas Day, 1993. I remember seeing this in the theaters. Now, of course, we know Kevin, the main man, Kevin Conroy, is in this voicing uh, Batman. We got Mark Hamill, the Joker, who is the quintessential Joker. As far as also Kevin Conroy, both of them quintessential voices for Batman and Joker. They're both in this movie, and this is such a great movie. You guys are going to have so much fun. Get ready to discuss this movie. I also want to point out, not that many people are going to realize this. I don't think nobody realizes that uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm um, actually does have sequels that were uh, part of it. The only one that has a strong canon connection is Shadow of the Phantasm. That's another movie. And then there was a few other ones. I think one of them was even in the Batman Beyond era was the one of the sequels. I believe there was three. Mark of the Phantasm. That's the one that takes place in the Batman Beyond era. But also, too, what people don't realize is... The Phantasm is based on another Batman villain. If you guys have ever read Batman Year Two, the comic book, uh, that's where Batman falls in love. He thinks uh, the person he is in love with is the Reaper, and it's called the Reaper. Instead, they just changed it to the Phantasm. And if you guys want to look that up, that's interesting. Most people don't know that. They look similar. They have a very similar look, pretty much based off of the the comic book of Year Two. You guys really should... Check that out when you guys have time. So let's get into the movie. You see the beautiful intro music. A lot of people, you realize, like Batman and um, Batman, uh, Batman and Batman Returns, the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton one. The music is very similar. It's not the same, but it's very similar. It has the same undertones and all that. You can see, I love the original uh, Batman, the animated cartoon series i remember watching as a kid on fox and other channels that used to come on loved it one of the greatest of all time we will have an episode dedicated to uh all of those many 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 episodes love them mr freeze one you guys know all mad hatter joker mad love harley quinn was introduced and actually uh in the batman the animated series but the music from the movie comes out the intro music is so it's like a gothic church choir sound 
so beautiful i could actually use that like maybe like a gregorian chant very gothic sound very opera very open just gets you brings you right into the mood especially with that beautiful animation from batman cartoon you see a loud scene batman smashes through the window fights these bad guys who have guns and it is like a little bit violent you know he smashes this meeting just goes into the window the bad guys pull out their guns and just start shooting them just in Batman style. Just typical Batman video games and comic books. Shooting at him, he uses the table to block and he just pummels these guys with guns. Just beats them to a pulp. You know, it looks like it, it, a little, if you're like maybe five or six, maybe a little violent. There's no blood or anything like that. But it's just very visceral kind of great opening scene. We're also in the same scene introduced to the Phantasm Mystery which is pretty much very uh, based off like a mystery vibe. You got this shady councilman and uh, Bruce looking like Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, I loved him when he was first announced as Batman because he looks most to me like the Batman for the original cartoon. Like Ke the one that Kevin Conroy voices. To me, he looks most like him, Ben Affleck. Just straight up in the suit. And that's where he's talking to the shady guy, Weasley Councilman, in a dinner party scene after that opening sequence uh, where he beats the bad guys. And then you see the the phantasm mystery kind of unfold uh, with the little scene where he's chasing the bad guys. So I, I don't know. That's just my take. I know a lot of people agree. Uh, some of you guys may not agree, but that's fine. That's just my take. You know, Bruce, we see him at the party making a joke of the handkerchief chip joke making that you know pulling not pulling his punches we see the first uh flashback as um with andrea who's like a his love interest with a young bruce we see it's like a flashback scene batman is in a ski mask he has like a a good car chase very good car chase you see even a young harvey bullock in that flashback chase scene of Batman very reminiscent of year one with the ski mask on trying to fight crime he gets hurt love that scene we we go back into modern time and current times the graveyard murder scene is very dark it's a very dark scene you have these mobster guys coming in and the phantasm comes out spooky with smoke you have these these arms who are like big blades big swords very good weapons to use and they run away they're starting to shoot at them the phantasm grin reaper looking guy and they just run away and takes them out and one of the brutal scenes is he falls into the one of the oh it's an open marked unmarked open cemetery falls into there and the phantasms just like a predator, like a predator at a gazelle, like a lion getting ready to pounce on a gazelle, just creeping slowly. The guy's nervous. He's looking around, his eyes full of fear, and he brings on top the big, huge stone graveyard just right on top of the bad guy, and the phantasm kills his target. The other guys discover the gruesome scene, and they just like, fear is all over them. You see another, a little later, we see another flashback to Gotham in the Gotham uh, World Fair. And now this is where he gets, in this scene, he's walking around and he gets the idea from the Batmobile. And he meets his girlfriend's dad. You know, he knows something shady deals are going on with the dad. Then we get that beautiful biker fight, you know, and Bruce is totally, has a lot of guilt 
and just torn up about him being Batman. Because in that flashback scene, we see he's having a good time. He's with Andrea. He's going around with his girlfriend. They're looking at, again, it, it reminds me of that the Stark World Fair in the Marvel movies. That he's looking around. Everything's like a futuristic town, which it's a little foreshadowing of later. I love that. Just looking around, looking at the new modern technology. Because it's weird, because you don't know what time the animated series takes place. Like, it looks old school, but then it looks modern. Like, it's kind of ambivalent. Like, you can't really tell what era it takes place in. But at the World Fair, that's where he sees the Batmobile. And he gets that idea and that iconic, great, one of my favorite Batmobiles of all time from the animated series. He sees that. But then that scene when he's he still has that, like he wants to be a crime fighter, he's walking with his girlfriend, he sees a biker gang circling this guy, trying to take his money away, and Bruce goes in there. She's trying to stop him, like, no, just stay here with me, you know, don't don't get involved, you know, pretty much. And Bruce goes in there and starts fighting the guys. You know, there's that scene where he just runs right at the guy with the motorcycle, the bike, and he flies up and just punches him right decks him right in the face amazing scene the guy gets the bat and drives by and boom hits he gets distracted for just one second just one second gets distracted and he gets just torched right in the gut from the biker guy and takes off uh they love that scene that's a good really good fight scene of batman or bruce wayne pretty much without the suit but but he is torn apart because he found happiness and you know he's already in this this life of fight fight fighting uh fine he's already in this life of crime fighting so he he he's torn because he's in love now and he's you see him at the cemetery begging his his parents like I'm happy it's not the same no more like I I don't know if I can keep continuing to be a crime fighter I'm in love things have changed please don't get mad at me and he sees the lightning striking and the rain and the lightning and you just see the sim beautiful scene at the cemetery just says wayne you just see his family's tombstone and he just drops to his knees and just you saw we as catholics you know there's a joke that we have that catholic guilt i think we all could um I think we all could relate to, if, are we a disappointment to our parents? You know, do we disappoint our mothers or fathers? Do we live up to them? Even our heavenly father, do we live up, which we know we never will because we're fallen creatures. Our concupiscence for sin is so great. And we know we're just, we, we have to lean on God for his help because we can do nothing by ourselves. But he does love us. He does love us. He always loves us, forgives us. But we see Bruce, and that's one of my favorite things about the Batman character is his guilt, his gut riddle. Very, very Catholic relatable. You know, Batman's uh, in modern times starting to discover connections between these string of mob killings that have been happening. These mob have been, they've been dropping like flies from the, the phantasm, just picking them off like flies. And they're starting to see like something has to be going on and see uh, Batman trying to solve the murders of this phantasm who which they actually never say the name phantasm in in the movie so they don't know so a lot of people are thinking like the shady councilman thinks batman's doing it the police are thinking you know batman must have lost it he must have snapped he's the one that's going after killing all these mobs and we will find that there is indeed batman is correct in doing his detective work that there is connections there is connections, and, and he will see that. Because you see Batman being a detective, and that's what I love. That's what I hope for the new movies. Batman going in, getting his detective work at night, going in buildings, getting, getting 
whether it's fingerprints or whether it's interrogations, whether it's connecting, finding evidence, pieces of evidence, discovering new things. That's what I love about my Batman. And that's what we see him doing to try to solve this mystery that everybody is trying to solve. We get another flashback of his girlfriend that returns the rings and puts just return in the mail. It's a mail, you know, Batman. He's happy. He gets the ring and the letter and she just breaks up with them. She says she can't do it. She returns the ring. She doesn't want to get married. And that's where Batman finally just says, you know what? I have nothing left. My love of my life, who I thought would change my crime fighting ways is gone. So that's where he makes the final decision to fully become Batman. And that's where he puts the cow on for the first time. And even Alfred, even Alfred is fearful. He sees him and he's like, whoa, you <laughs> take, take off the cow. You're too scary. Batman just in his brooding, you know, just as we know Batman to be very brooding, decides this is the path for me. This is what I'm going so during this time in, in modern time, you know, there's this character named Sal, old mob guy, very old, older than the other guys, just very old, um, very vulnerable, weak, um, retired mob guy. You see him and he's looking at the newspaper, seeing all these killings that are happening and he sees the connection. So he's worried for his own to save his own skin. What does he do? He sets up a meeting and he goes to the World Fair which was in one of the flashbacks, which is a very funny scene. This is our first scene that we get introduced to the Joker because he meets, I guess, apparently he knows the Joker. So he meets the Joker and he, he's held up in his old world fair with the old robot uh, lady wife, cracking jokes, love the Joker jokes that he's making. He's in there, like everything's falling apart. Like it's just, it's just, everything's falling apart. It's been abandoned for years, years, years. And that's where Sal meets the Joker. And he's kind of giving hints of like, hey, you might know what's going on here. It's Batman. He's lost it. We got to take him out because he's going to kill me. And he's going to take you out. And he doesn't really explain it why, but he's, he's insinuating that the Joker is is involved in these murders, these mob hits that have been going on, which he thinks, Sal thinks is Batman. So it's very interesting, and, and again, it's part of the little breadcrumbs that we find. So I love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes of the movies, that first introduction to the great Mark Hamill, who is the greatest Joker voice of all time. Probably the greatest Joker essence that captured it of all time. Batman begins to do his detective thing, and Andre, his girlfriend, which in the beginning of the movie, she shows up and he hasn't seen her. They haven't seen each other for a very, 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 very long time. They have not seen each other for a very long time. And so he's, I guess, when he's, when he's doing his detective work, he's starting to see a connection with her. So he goes over there. He thinks it's her father. Uh, her, her father that he met and knew Shady Deals was connected to the mob guys. He sneaks into or breaks into uh, where she's staying at. And that's where they first meet Batman and Andrea. And they have that great emotional scene. Emotional scene where they both kind of, it's not guaranteed known, but you kind of, the audience is in, led in to believe that Andrea knows that Bruce is Batman. That they know they're one and the same. They, they know there's hints there and they kind of, um, they kind of insinuate that, and it's, it's a very great emotional scene that we see. 
they're kind of going back at each or, uh, each other and, and talking about parents and, and, and what's going on. And she makes some, some comment to him like, yeah, you should know, you know, and Batman takes off in anger. And once he takes off, she lets her walls down and she just starts bursting down crying because she knows she really still does care for, for Bruce Batman. You know, she does. And it's just too much. So she lets it out, just weeping on the bed and Batman takes off and leaves. The Batman cop chase in the building, just like year one or in the dark night. That is a great scene. Just reminds me very, again, like very dark night-ish, the year one where the cops are chasing Batman. If you guys, lover of comic books or any of the movies, you'll, you'll recognize this scene. Great scene. Swats after Batman. Typical abandoned building. Telling Batman to come out. Harvey Bullock's there. They're getting him. He's getting hurt. He's almost gets caught. There's an explosion, big explosion. He's he's there bleeding out. And I like what he uses. He uses Batman skills. And so there's a helicopter there shining a light on him. He attaches his cape and cow to the end of this, like a makeshift prop, and sends it up with his with his with his batarang and flies towards them. And they're thinking it's Batman. So they just open fire on him. Like I'm pretty sure that's uh, illegal. But they open fire on him, just shredding him to pieces. But they realize it's just a cow and cape. And Bruce now is exposed and he's hurt. He's bleeding. And he's leaving the building as the SWAT approaches. And Andrea saves him. Andrea saves the day in the car. She pulls up, rescues Bruce. They take off and they start to have a talk. And she tells Bruce about the mob trying to kill her dad. And she gives a story about how her dad, yes, her dad was in shady dealings and that they had to get away, that he owed money, that she walked in on a meeting going on and all these different mob figures are there. She walks in, knows something's up, and she's asking her dad, what's wrong? The dad says, we got to leave. We got to leave. We got to go. I owe the money. They're going to be after me. I don't have enough to pay them. So that's why. Then we get the explanation of why she called off the engagement to Bruce, which the earlier they were engaged. But now we know why. Bruce gave her the ring. She turned it away. That is why. And so she tells Bruce that her and her father have been hiding and now the mob is after him again. Or at least that's what she tells the audience and Bruce. Now the shady councilman also is visited by the Joker in a menacing scene. It's, it's very uh, menacing. But but Batman does find out that the Joker is involved. Because now we finally get the, the picture. There's a picture of the family there. And he's looking at it. And he's looking at it, and he's like, I mean, it's Batman. He knows Joker anywhere. And he sees one of this young mob figure guys with a smile. He he gets a red a red uh, pin and draws the lips on him, and he's like, oh, oh, no. Like, he realized that it's a young Joker. So this is one of the first origins of the animated series world universe that actually shows not an origin of the Joker, but somewhat like the Joker flash, uh, Joker before he was Joker. And I really love that. Really interesting. And yeah, you can tell like, oh yeah, that looks like a young Joker without makeup. So he finds out that it is. And the Joker again, like I said, he gets to the councilman. And so now the councilman is involved with the mob figures, Andrea's dad, the Joker, all the mob figures that had been killed because the Phantasm had killed many of them, just like a kill list. But Joker gets to him. He gets in that iconic hat. Love that hat. I mean, I, I, will, I would love to wear that for Halloween or something, that, that, that nice long hat and that long purple overcoat that you've seen from the animated series. Iconic, iconic, iconic. 
can't say that enough. He goes in there menacing, and you see Joker just has fits of rages. He just has rage followed by humor. Rage followed by humor, and they both know they're involved. So the councilman's like, yeah, we gotta, you got to get Batman. And Batman's like, no, you know, it's not Batman. It's not Batman because he sees early in the movie. So the Joker, I guess, gasses him. So he goes to the insane asylum. So they send the councilman to Arkham because he's just laughing. He's, have you ever laughed so hard that it hurts? It's actually like that. It's not that to be laughing that hard. It actually hurts. And you have to do that thing where you're, I right, think about something sad. Think about something sad. Think about, right? You always have to think about something, the most depressing, saddest thing to get away from that feeling just to stop yourself from laughing because it can't hurt. So I can imagine how brutal torturing that. Think about how psychotic that is. Think about how like, deprived the joker is to make that laughing gas that's very if you think about it, it's a very much very uh immoral torture horrible thing that the joker does which makes him uh, one of the greatest batman villains of all time so the joker just laughing up a storm they have to seduce him he gets out and then the joker shows up and he's just like oh no he just starts laughing again and joker's like tell me what's going on joker's involved Batman's getting closer and closer to the truth. Not exactly all of it, but he's getting closer and closer and closer. That great scene with the councilman and leaves the laughing uh, like a hyena councilman away. We see Andrea and we see that flashback to her father. And then we find out she's just standing over something. She's looking at something. We don't know what she's seeing. She's just standing there. And then it shows her flashback. She was she's remembering what happens. And then we find out what really happened to her dad. Her dad was killed by the mob. She walks into the home. She sees the young old Joker and says, what are you doing here? Runs into the home. The Joker's smiling, laughing away, and we hear a, a just guttural scream. We just hear her screaming in agony and pain. And we know that that's the scene that, that kind of alludes to Joker, the young Joker mob guy got to her dad and killed him. We go back into current events and we realize she andrea bruce wayne's love is the phantom she is the phantom a female villain nice little twist nice twist from the mystery thinking it's your dad it's actually her and we get that world fair final showdown with the joker and the phantasm it's so great you see the joker again being com making comments some, so even some of the jokes as a little kid you don't get but it, it's uh it's like whoa I, I didn't i didn't get the joke until then it's for kids but you see joker and he has his robotic falling apart wife with the knife cooking dinner and, and he's like w what do you say uh, feeling the electricity tonight like you know he's making the joke and then uh the phantasm comes in and he says uh Ain't it always the same? You get in the mood and then company shows up. Like I was now, like as an, an adult, you hear those and you're like, I get it. But when you're a kid, you're you don't really get it. So it's like, ah, oh, no wonder I don't get certain things. So yeah, that's kind of weird if you see uh, movies from your childhood and you realize like, what? Oh, that's what they're saying. And it's like a a, a movie for kids or it's a PG or G movie. And you're like, oh, now <laughs> now I get it now that I'm an adult. But uh. The Phantom's there, and they're fighting. He sends the robot to attack the Phantom. Joker's fighting around, grabbing things, and, and a good fight scene. They're starting to punch each other. Brutal scene. The, fa uh, the Phantom like just punches the Joker, and his teeth are like falling out. There's bleeding in there for a cartoon. Like I said, it's, it's a very adult cartoon, which I think why stands the test of time. 
because it's brutal. It is brutal. It is very, very dark. You know, maybe not for young, 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 young kids, but it is a great movie just not just for kids for adult if you have not seen it again please you need to watch this it is great it's not just a little kid thing but they're again brutal punches and throwing out the window you just see the joker just like trying to get away batman comes in there we see batman coming in there with that bike scene where he's driving on the bike and joker opens up this big like blade and you see Andrea, the mask falls off, and she's she's gonna get like chopped to pieces. Batman comes on his bike, the Batmobile or the Bat bike, and just like flies up in there. Boom! The bike explodes, the turbine, and he saves Andrea. And he's trying to get her to like let go of this, like let go of the revenge, because this movie's about vengeance. It's very much about vengeance and forgiveness. And he's saying the vengeance is not going to lead you anywhere. Trust me, I know. He's trying to get her to reconcile, to reconsider. And she kind of just disappears in the smoke. And and we don't see her for a little bit. As the fight scenes uh, happen, Joker, Batman is now chasing Joker. So he runs in there and they have this like these prop, these kind of like toy uh, figures of the building. So it's pretty cool. It's like a Godzilla King Kong. Uh, Batman's walking in there in between the city. And it's like a scale, like toy scale size. Like the big old buildings, like the size of Batman. And he's walking in there and uh, like, like a kaiju scene. And then Joker just <laughs> hits him with one of the buildings and they start fighting. Joker sends these little these little planes, these little tiny planes, but with sharp blades just cutting Batman, making them bleed all over. So now both of them are, are bleeding and cut. Joker catches him and he's trying to escape. He has this like little jet pack that he flies off on it. Batman just is like, I'm not having it. Like, oh, oh, you think you're leaving? I don't think so. So he he flies up there, gets his batarang and holds on to him. And they both go down. They both go down. Joker's like, I because he has explosions rigged to blow. They're about to set off, and he's like, What are you doing? We're both gonna die here. And and and, and Batman's like, Well, so whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes, you know, Batman voice. He crashes him in a Joker, and then we see the Phantasm comes back, Andrea's girlfriend, or, or ex-girlfriend, and she takes the Joker. Batman's trying to get her to stop, like, we need to leave, and she's like, no, like, <laughs> no, no, and the the smoke comes up. That's her way to disappear, the Phantasm, and her and the, the Joker's just laughing, just a psychotic laughing away, teeth missing, bleeding out of his mouth, a psychotic, iconic Joker scene. He's just laughing. He thinks it's funny, and she's vanishing away in the smoke, and Batman can't save her, and explosions are just going off. The whole World Fair, Gotham World Fair, is exploding, so now Batman has to hightail it out of there. He has to get away. So Bruce is, of course, you're wondering, like, what happened? What's going on? You know, the, the, it's over. Uh, Bruce survives. He makes it out. and but, but he's wondering, like, what happened to her? Did, did he make it out? Did she make it out? What happened? Did she kill the Joker? Well, what's going on? Uh, we see a scene later of a, a ship, some ship on the water, and some guy comes up. He goes, he sees this female standing at the edge, almost like Titanic style. He goes up to her. And uh, she wants some company, and she says, "You know, uh, I am I'm already lonely, or something like that." And we see that it's her, so she does survive. She is alive. We we do get that conclusion. The Joker is not with her, so we don't know what happened. Like what happened? That you know, you could if you if you're in 1993 and you saw that movie, be like, "What well, did did she kill the Joker? Did the Joker escape? Like what happened? Did she let him go? Did she forgive? Like what what's going on?" We just know that she is alive, and the Joker's not with her. And then Batman just 
goes off to fight crime. He, you just, the city, the beautiful animation, gorgeous, luscious colors, luscious darks and, and dark purples and dark blues and darkness. Beautiful, just beautiful aesthetic looking Gotham City. And he's off. He's off to save the day, off to fight crime, do his job again. He puts the cow like he's off to do his job. And the in credit song is very 90s and very sappy. Like the in, I'm talking about the final in credits. It almost reminds me of a seal, uh, Batman Forever, Kissed by the Rose esque kind of song. It's the very last in of the song. It's not the score because it's a beautiful score it's, that that comes on too. But it's the, it's an actual like song, and it <laughs> it is very 90s, and it's it is very like weird and and, and seal and all that. Uh, very Michael Bolton ish. Uh, in that realm or category so that's the end of the you hear the song playing and singing and and you know the the credits are rolling what a great movie that is that's one of my favorite favorite animated movies of all time batman the animated movie turning into this going in taking a chance to put this in theater batman mask of the phantasm 1993 christmas day oh man i just so much nostalgia memories. What and if I had to give this a rating, because this is an animated movie, so uh, it would be a little bit different how I would um, give it a rating. What I would rate this as, I'm gonna give this one a nine. You guys gotta read it. Highly recommend it. Uh, even kids could like again. Yes, it is dark, a little violent, uh, but I, I believe it's. You know what? Actually, uh, this is actually rated PG. You know, it's it's it is rated PG. Just in, on Rotten Tomatoes currently, it's at a eighty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, for their uh, their website eighty four percent. Again, it's about an hour. It's an hour and seventeen minutes. Very great action. You're gonna love the action. You're gonna love the story. Really good story. Really good story. Really good mystery. The animation is on point. The voice acting is on point. The, again, the great Mark Hamill as the Joker. The great Kevin Conroy as Batman. So many great performances. Story, mystery, action, the animation. I mean, there's there's not really much you can say on this movie of how beautiful and how great it actually is so much so that it even won an annie award which has been compared to the oscars for animations just like the oscars this is one for praise it's gotten so much praise gotten awards like this is so it has awards on its mantle it it actually does so it could it could put this gold statue this prize up on the mantle so the Pixar's The Incredibles actually uh, got a win too for the the Annie Award. So it's very prestige. People consider that a lot. And I'm so glad because originally they were just going to make this a part of the uh, Batman, the animated series, the cartoon show. Uh, They're going to kind of connect that and make it a part of it instead of a movie. But I'm so glad, so glad they decided, you know, hey, Let's uh let's just go ahead and and do the element into the full blown movie. And just wanted to mention too, um, Robin's not in this movie. In case you guys were wondering, he, he's definitely not in this. So, so much inspirations that people took from this movie. So much. I could say it spawned the DC animated 
world. I could truly say that it did. It showed that it could do that. And again, any of the other future ones, the DC animated movies does a very, very good job. And I'm sure in the future, we will talk about more of the animation on DC. They do a very, very good sock. But this is one of the top, one of the top notch. Love this movie. I've seen this uh, a few times, so many times. Especially when I was little. When I was little, I used to see this a lot. I used to have the big, you know, when it was a VHS case, big bulky soft case that was kind of like a plasticky, a rubbery kind of thing that you open up. I remember having that. Man, I, I bet you it's probably like a thousand dollars somewhere right now on eBay. Probably like five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars even for that. But I would, oh man, I wish I would have kept that. So great, so great uh, nostalgia memories of coming this. That is my score though. But I digress. That is my score. I'm giving this a nine. Giving this a nine. So uh, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this and geeked out on the faith, reason, and geekdom. Please, please, on Apple Podcasts, if you guys could leave a five-star rating. If you could re- uh, leave a review, that would be great too. Please. Also, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, subscribed, Amazon. I mean, everywhere most of the platforms where you can find podcasts, Stitcher, email. Also, email in the show notes. We got our email out there. Please uh, join me on Facebook and Twitter. Interact with me. You can comment and share. Share this with your friends. Share it around. Please, please. I would really appreciate this if you guys know some Christians that are into this kind of stuff. I love this. So we can nerd out on scripture, nerd out on books, nerd out on Anything apologetics, the existence of God, the resurrection of Christ, the spiritual warfare prayer. And then we could also do just geek out on movies, movies, TV shows, different nostalgia kind of stuff, whatever's going on in the culture currently or old weird mysteries and movies, all that kind of stuff. Those are two things that I want to marry uh, with a Christian's perspective. Yes, please share this maybe with your kids. You know, maybe if you guys have grandchildren that are maybe teenagers or whatever, your friends, your uncle, everyone just shared around. Please, I would really appreciate that. Once again, thank you guys. Thank you. You don't know how much I appreciate this. You guys listening in. This has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. Thank you. Thank you to all. And Godspeed. Godspeed.